Tony Thomas. Tony Thomas, my man, thank you so much for coming. Uh, you, you humble me, Tony. You humble me. You, <laughs> you humble a lot of people in Miami because, uh, you know, we, we basically kind of get pushed to our edge with you and your workouts. Um, <laughs> and we need you and your smile because no pain, no gain, but it's nice when there's a smiling face uh, pushing you. So, Tony Thomas, you lead Beat the Gym app with uh, hit fitness and, and workouts and boxing. Um, so I'd love to kind of just bring it back to the start and uh, your life story. So, Tony, why are you here in Miami? How long you been here? <laughs> I've been here for a while, man, plus 10 years. I never tell people the exact number. I always like to keep them guessing. But definitely been here 10 plus years and <clears throat> built a community around active lifestyle and uh it's uh, you know in the beginning it's it it definitely wasn't easy it definitely wasn't an easy start but it was uh, a fun start um you know I, I truly believe that anything that you do you should enjoy it whether you have one or 100 people showing up so um started out as a, a as something that i didn't know i was going to actually get into because i was more into like sports management and athletic conditioning and working with athletes um but the opportunity came to tie in with a developer an app developer um who's also a member and a client and we uh we came across some cool ideas together and, and just put together a program that allowed your everyday person to get out and get physical activity um in a very 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 open format meaning you just need a location and that's it you know you don't need a gym you don't need you know all these extra little tools you need your body and your mind and you can get a good beat the gym workout so that was that was the whole ordeal of how we came up came into the business and after doing that um the rewards came you know like where you start to see people's results you start to see community growth um it just got fun it just got better and it just grew yeah so, I mean, I want to go even farther back. So, where were you born, actually? <clears throat> I was born in the Bronx, New York. Funny story. Born in the Bronx, New York. But I lived there for a very short period of time as a baby. And I got sent to Jamaica, real Jamaica, to Ireland. And I lived um, in Jamaica until I was about eight, 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 nine years old. And then I came back to the States. And so, you said you got sent to Jamaica. Like, what does that so, mean? So, well, basically, sent meaning... They wanted, my parents wanted me to grow up under that education system because at the time it was just a little bit more accelerated than the, the, the American one. So they were, they were gung-ho on pushing the British learning system and they, they're from Jamaica directly. So both my parents are Jamaican. So it's nothing against the states and their educational system. It's just they wanted me to, you know, grow up with that particular learning system at the moment. Um... Again, it was only until I was eight, and then after that, when we come back to the States, school is a lot easier, and it's easier to just blend right back into society as opposed to, you know, just coming blind, you know, or starting in that. Yeah. yeah, starting in it. So yeah. Jamaican kill us with education, and like, I didn't <clears throat> well, know that. Well, the British though. learning system was, was is a good learning system, and that was, a, that was the rule. Like, they, Jamaicans usually go to Canada, America or England and so the learning system England's learning system is the one that translates best with the government so 
that's the one where you get in London has a good good educational system. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, so then you're up in New York, uh, and and you were a basketball player, right? Was that like yeah? I played, believe it or not, basketball. All right, so growing up, soccer was my first sport. Soccer, my dad really pushed me to play soccer because you know he was really into soccer. So when we when I started picking up a sport, that was the first sport that I picked up. And then um, my cousins and a couple of my relatives from the States kind of would, when they would come to Jamaica, they'd kind of like play ball with me, like play around with like little ball, like basketballs and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you don't really see a lot of basketball games in Jamaica at that time, you know, but you knew that there was basketball and everything like that that's popular in the States. So. I started liking that game, and then when I moved back to the States, it was natural. Like, I just naturally picked it up from watching, like, you know, MJ towards the end of his career, Kobe, and all the, those ball players. Just when I came to the States, it was just like a really, it was really like the sport as opposed to soccer, which is the sport in Jamaica, you know? So I played soccer, basketball, and then I ran track. So that was my early, early sports. And then I got into boxing like later on, <clears throat> like when I was 13, I got into boxing um, and karate. And then, uh, and after that, that's when the fighting, you know, sports started to, you know, be a therapeutic for me, you yeah. know. So, but you actually went to school for basketball. That was your scholarship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like what, University of Charleston, also University of uh, Delaware. Delaware. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, man, that was, that was fun. Playing ball. What what position were you? Small forward, power forward. Yeah. Small forward, power forward. Sometimes I'd dip into the center row. I was a small center, though, like whenever I had to match up. Um, but, yeah, I was physical, so my nickname was the enforcer, you know, because I wasn't really the most finesse player. I was more of kind of like the bruiser. You know, I'd get out there, I'd give you a double-double with rebounds and, and, you know, maybe – points too as well but it'd be like 14 14 points i wasn't like a i wasn't a score but i would score do so you get yeah. a lot of triple doubles you kind of like all over i would the get i would get a lot i only got one triple double ever but i i would get a lot of double doubles okay. yeah i would get a lot of double doubles that was my that was my thing rebounding and uh you know put back put back dunks you know anything that i could clean up you know i'd always let my offensive guys do their thing you know that let the ball, let the let the let the guard kind of create the story, and then let the shooting guard finish it. But if they didn't deliver, then I'd be there to clean it up. I clean it up, get after the rim, yeah, you know, try to get a body, bam, you know what I mean. Anytime you get an opportunity, it's just like, and I love that position for that because then you like wait, and you just sit for the right time, and like, you know that your your shooting guard's gonna miss eventually. And it's like when that opportunity presents itself, it's like get after it. Go get it. So it carried over in life too. Yeah. And your major was sports, right? Related? Yeah. So I did sports medicine was my was my my area. And I did um and then I did a, a minor in sports management. Okay. And so now near the end of your basketball career there, I got what was like the first next move for you to like kinda like build a career, you know, within sports, but like what what was the next step after like graduating? Oh, yeah. After graduating, it was a really interesting moment in life because you really don't know. You don't know what you what you want to do. You know, like you're getting pulled in different directions. I remember I was pulled 
Um, and a few directors play overseas. And I, I was enthusiastic about it. Um, but a lot of the, you know, it wasn't really my thing. I didn't really, really want to go all the way across the water and play a whole season and just be away from my family, be away from my friends and kind of like, I wanted to enjoy, you know, life here. So, you know, NBA obviously is, a, is I wouldn't say it was out of reach, but it was, you know, again, you know, they, they know who they want, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so that's not happening. You know, do I take on overseas and try to get back to it? Or do I start a business, you know, or do I further my education? So I was getting pulled and tugged in a lot of different areas because, you know, my parents are very education driven. So they love, you know, that's what they care about, making sure that you get your education. Um, so that was instilled in me. So I always thought that too, like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to start really diving into a career, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, you do have those, that little itch to keep playing and stuff like that. So I had the itch to keep playing too, but I had to make that decision. So what was it? Well, what was your, like, what, how did you make money like after school? So I went into doing private. So I was doing privates and I worked with, um, basketball coaches that were in neighboring schools. So I'd work all the camps, like the basketball camps and stuff. This, that was the easiest way to just get quick money. You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're already a player. They always have the camps and they always want to hire ball players. So, and then I'd play in all like open runs, like all the colleges around this area would do like open runs and then obviously if they get like D1 players there in town, they're like, oh, come to our open run. So you get that. So I got to meet a lot of like players, athletes. I got to meet a lot of um, influential coaches that are still influential to me to this day um, and make money, like just coaching and working at the universities. And every, every coach has a relationship. So my coach from my school would call another coach, say, oh, you know, he's doing one this week. And then maybe you might want to check out this week and then Lynn University is doing this one this week. So it was like, I mean, I'd be going to different camps, but it was like, I was getting money. So that was the, that was pretty much how I did it in the beginning. And I worked, I found a job um, at uh, Jackson Memorial. So I worked at the hospital for a little bit and uh, human resources and, you know, just like little, little jobs here and there just to get a little bread keep my bread going you know what i mean your parents are in health or in healthcare too or your family yeah my dad <clears throat> my dad is a cardiovascular technologist so he works with like the heart um cath machine stuff like that um and then my mom was in uh med finances so um but she did she started with citibank beforehand had a big um position there as a supervisor and then she transitioned to medical finance, um, I think it may be a headhunter, you know, scoped her out and said, you know, they could utilize her talents over in the medical finances industry in Miami. And so she was just like, oh, she wants to move to Miami and wanted to start life here in Miami too as well. So just, uh, it worked out for her yeah. to come and work. So you work out the heart as well, Tony, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Get the heart rate up. You yeah. Do, and that's kind of your job too. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So I guess you kind of found a niche, right? Just like being at these camps and yeah. working with the youth and motivating people. That's, yeah. Is that the first time you felt it? Or, or when you were in school on your team, were, were you like the motivator? Were you the one running, organizing workouts? Or? Yeah. So that's exactly the case. I was called the enforcer 
on my team. So like pretty much it was like if people were out of out of place, like I would let them know because I didn't really have like for me I had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Because you know my everybody else was recruited. I was like a uh, walk-on recruit, so I was recruited, but they wanted to see me perform and see me actually be a part of the team practice before they made the decision. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you may get a scholarship, you might not get a scholarship, but you know that you're you're the guy, you know that they're, they're gonna give the opportunity, but you have to prove yourself that you could gel with the team. Um, I was 100% confident, you know, in my situation, but at the same time, there was, you know, an opportunity where I could have not made it, you know what I mean? And then I'd have to like, at that time, you know, cover like a lot of stuff like tuition and everything like that. So it was like, so when it was time to work, it was time to work. I didn't, I didn't have no like, like time for bullshit, you know, like when it's time to work, players got together because it's like, yo, if he's going in like this and he's not guaranteed a scholarship, he's not guaranteed anything, he's going hard like this, people listen. They're like, whoa. Like, like, and then coaches started like jumping in on that too. Like, he's like the vocal leader on the team. You know, he's like always talking to every player. I never just leave one player out. Like, I had conversations with every player on that team. Whereas, you know, some people would be more or less in their world. You know, positions would be in their space. Bigs would be in their space. But I was like always communicating with everybody. So even though it showed more in like sweat equity with the team, you know what I mean? Like diving for loose balls, getting rebounds, putbacks. But like my voice was like heard. And it was like, you know, that's what it takes to like win. And we had some pretty good winning years on both teams so so that was you know you're always a high intensity person and you took that in your camps is there a point where you like you kind of just networked to the point where you kind of like made it in terms of like your connections like did you who was like the first big famous client that you got man the first big famous client mm. that's 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 a tough one because i don't i don't ever like to put anybody above another i like to keep everybody equal so I had some some really people of influence that came and worked with me. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll throw out some <clears> names <throat> so that they all get heard, but like I, I was reading in some of your bios, like I, I saw, you know, there was Kevin Hart, Dwayne Wade, yeah. LeBron James, yeah. um, you know, Tyrese Gibson or whatever, yeah, yeah. Carlos Boozer. Yeah. Um, so those are some pretty big names. There's got to be like one that kind of was like the first to kind of like, Take a chance on you. Slash. Well, you know what? The crazy part is, is, like, so, like, even, and a lot of it is not necessarily me training. It's, like, doing something. So, like, Kevin Hart, it wasn't, I wasn't training. I interviewed Kevin Hart. Okay. So, like, it depends. Like, with LeBron James, I did commercials with LeBron James, you know? Um, Dwayne Wade, I, I got an opportunity to train Dwayne Wade. Um, Hassan Whiteside, Carlos Boozer, long-term friend and business partner. Like, these guys, like, you go from just not just working with them, but you actually build, you know, a strong relationship as far as like growth and as far as like business and as far as like just just being better as a whole. So when you start to develop those relationships, a you could take it as being untouchable, but I look at it more as just being like blessed. You know what I mean? Like 
I don't I don't take advantage of the situations I never do and never want to because I care more about the person, you know? So for me, it's always been easy after locking in a, a client and understanding that they're at a different place in life and I'm playing at a very high level. And if you're gonna be coaching them, you gotta be doing the same thing. You gotta be performing at a high level. So I made it a rule to work with all my clients in the beginning. So I would actually be doing the drills. I would actually be doing the actual programming that I put out with them. And that hit, like that was like every client that I'm working, like, yo, he actually do the drills with me. Like, like I'm talking about like A++++ athletes. I'm out there doing the sprints and 40s with them. Like fast guys too. Um, and that just separated, that separated me from others because I was still performing at a high level and I was able to still direct a lot of guys to great years, great pro bowl years, um, great all-star years. And it's, and, and, and I think that's where the game got real for me because it was like I was bringing education in their sport specific area of their sport, but I was also bringing a workout partner. Somebody who's going to yeah. push you. Somebody's going to, you know, who's just as tenacious as you and is thinking the same direction. That's why I do a lot. Of, I still, do, I'm very active. Like, I have to, it's hard for me not to move even when I'm coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want to actually show and do. So that's rooted in me. Um, and it created a motor, a motor that's just been running. So what's your fuel, Tony? I mean, you, it seems like you're working out like 10 times a day. So what, what do you, how do you feel yourself? Know what? <clears throat> It's look. I, I'm looking around here. This is an awesome studio, by the way, man. I love the Michael Jordan, the Muhammad Ali uh, picture. And it's like when I when I got people like that in front of me, and I see that, I understand what it is. Like Jordan's Jordan's delivery uh, and his work ethic is everything. So I feel like the work ethic is what allows me to do that. It's like water. You know what I mean? It just flows like throughout the day. It's like people look at it as hard work, but I look at it as just. It's what I do. It's like, it's what I do every day. It's like a boxer that goes and, bo and trains. He's gonna train every day. He's not gonna get tired. You know what I mean? He's just working on getting better. He's not doing it to be like, oh, I can't do it the next day. He's working on being better the next day. So for me, when I go out and I'm like, some people, oh, you got like 10 workouts in a day or four. Yeah, some days, yeah, I might actually do that. I might actually do 10 workouts. But then some days I might actually do three really good ones. Or I won't. some days I might only have one. But it's like, if I can move and I can get opportunity to move, I'm fine. That's what keeps your body going. Like, you got to move it or you lose it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're an engine, man. So your engine yeah. is, it covers a lot of ground every day. Uh, and so I'm wondering, like, you know, you say you mentioned MJ, Muhammad Ali, like when you were a kid or even, you know, did you have a specific mentor or someone you looked up to? Like, who are your inspirations like to mm. make you who you are? Dang. So mentorship, I had quite a few. I can honestly say I was spoiled with that. I actually was really spoiled with that. Like majority, some of my favorite, like older cousins are, you know, you know have their doctorates and are doing their thing at universities all over as professors and stuff like that. And I'm, and like these are people who I was actually living with. So again, you saw that I moved in to my aunt's house in Jamaica when I was young. Um, when they sent me over, my mother and father would come back and forth. They were working in the States. But like my aunt was 
over there, like my mother, you know what I mean? So she had my cousins and they treated me like, like I was their brother. So that piece is like big. So Aunt Olivia was a big mentor for me. And then her sons, Yvonne and Kevin, are big mentors for me too as well because they were, became like my older brothers, you know? And they all did well. They all went to the University of Massachusetts. I wanted to go to Uni University of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. They they wanted me for the spring though, so I couldn't go right away. And my mom was like, no, you gotta go into school right away. So that's why I did uh, University of Delaware. But UMass was actually my favorite school because um, of my, you know, my older cousins, AKA the mentors growing up. And I lived on campus my freshman year in high school. I lived with them. So while they were, you know, finishing up their doctorate and, and stuff like that, I got to live um, with them for a year of high school on the UMass campus. It was called Amherst Regional High School. It was a great year, great year, because um, I got a lot of growth. Um, I got the freedom to do what I wanted to do because they kind of gave me more freedom. I'm not like how my mother and my father, you know, would, you know, have me on a tighter leash. They kind of let me, you know, oh, go, if he's going out, I'll be able to walk the campus and see, you know, and it kind of let me know like what a good university looks like. You know what I mean? It was like, wow. And then I understood and you, people would always say, put them on a pedestal. You have to go to the games because you're in that area. So then I realized like, you know, if I'm going to get here, I got to be like them. I got to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? They all ran track for the school. Um, I was fast, but I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't want to run track. I wanted to play ball, but like he would, they would instill, you got to do well in school, you got to do well in school. So, um, yeah, and when I got back to, to, to Delaware the next year where my mother moved, I ended up coming back a grown man, like mentally, my sophomore year, even though I was still young for my age. Like that year, just living on a campus was, like, was huge. My mom taught there at uh, UMass Amherst. Really? Yeah, she's taught French there. Oh wow! I lived in Western Mass for like a while. Good um, out of here, for yeah. real. That's dope. Out there, four one three man. I love that. Yeah, right. I love that area, man. You do? Yeah, like, Amherst. I love Amherst. I love that little town. Okay. Yeah, um, it was I cool. I haven't heard so much love for that. I mean, it, it's, it's. I guess it's kind of cool that you like it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was man. I was into UMass, man. I loved. I loved that. Um, the Minutemen. The Minutemen. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, right. I wanted to be a Minuteman. <laughs> So I was curious about, okay, so I did this little research on terms of uh, a couple things. So there's uh, T4, which is like part of your exercise methodology or not. And there's also REV, which is like a reaction explosion yeah. velocity. Yeah. And so like, when did you start developing like your style of like, of, of training and like, like what, what does that exactly mean? Like what wow. I just said? Um, it means a lot actually, because rev strength was is it it still is my programming for like athletes so um yeah reaction explosion velocity and strength if you have those components um together you you develop multi-directional uh explosiveness so um that was a tool that i would use with like you know the ab's and like the gronks and and, and you train gronk mm -hmm. and ab antonio brown yeah, and um, those those kind of routines, Carlos Boozer, um, Luol Deng, um, those kind of exercises just develop a player's mentality to reaction. Like, your brain is the key component in everything. Um, 
it allows you to react. So it always starts with the mind, with everything. Um, so when you can channel your mind to react faster and more efficiently, the game slows down. So a game where you have to think all the time, you're not really playing your game. Yeah. You know, once you start building the innate responses, now you're just reacting to your competitor. So that's where the rev strength really became impactful with a lot of the pros. It really helped develop um, hand-eye coordination, uh, speed and power in multi-directions. Um, we would do signaling tests. Uh, so we we do signals of how it would sound, like the quarterback would sound off, how, you know what I mean? And you have to react to certain stimulus. We do drop tests where we drop the... The, the tennis balls and you have to sprint out and get catch it before it touches the ground again off of response. So your response time would just be heightened and peaked. And that's why guys came back more efficient, more precise, more explosive, more reactive. Um, yeah, that was that, that system is one of my favorite systems. And it's so plug and play. It, it, it can be done anywhere if you, if you understand it. Did you steal that from somebody? Did you learn it yourself? Did you no, read it in a I, book? Like yeah, I um so I research a lot. I'm I'm CSCS. So if you're in the health and fitness and sports industry, we're bigger in the sports industry. Is um, CSCS is very very what very. Mean? What does that stand for? Oh, certified strength and conditioning okay. specialist. Yeah, it's very in tune with research and development. So everything you get, it's research-based, tested. Um, they want to see people do the same thing over and over, condition, test, A, B. Um, we had tested 20 athletes and they reacted this way to this stimulus. And I really hone into that and I'd go to all the symposiums. And so that was like, it was my world. Still is my world. I mean, so that's- like a little nerd in a little way. Oh yeah, big that, time, big time. Big, yeah, when it comes to that, yeah. So I would, you know, read and then I created the, my program. So then you, you have to do your program and then publish it. And then once you publish it, they'll see it and then they accredit it. And then that's when you can push it as a program. Yeah. So, so I mean, say someone really wanted to get faster, like specifically velocity. Mm -hmm. Is there a specific drills or, or a, a type of running on the track that you would advise? So like running on a track is very linear. Um, I love, you said velocity though. So that would be an arena where we would do linear training. And linear training, it just means developing speed straight um this is your athlete that wants to you know impress recruits with his go route you know um and it's very important that you have that particular style of training for one particular day you have to develop your speed you know um but then you have to have the other day where you're working in multi-directions and i think that's where you see the skilled athletes come in um being able to give you that linear speed in multiple directions. So there's a day for that, and that's a focus. And this is all under velocity. Right. And there's a strength for the velocity program, right? So it's building strength so you can be more explosive, so you can be really powerful. And then there's mobility and core and all the other elements that help you become a stronger, more fine-tuned athlete, you know? But yeah, it was for velocity, like, being able to do linear speed, multi-directional speed, and being able to perform and move at a fast pace during sports-specific-like situations, 
is is a very big element. Well, yeah, I mean, like a lot of NFL players, the 40-yard dash is like a huge thing. Mm. It, it determines how much they get paid on draft day, where Facts. they go. So it's pretty important. Um, Facts. Big so, time. Yeah. Big time. So when it comes to like, uh, so there's training like specific athletes, and then there's, you know, group classes. So obviously, you know, one's maybe a little more exciting and intimate, and then one is... Like, how would you describe it? Like, it's a whole other kind of feeling, right? Leading a big group. Because I can see you leading, this is COVID times, and we were out there on, like, the grass over by Flamingo Park last Wednesday. It was already, like, a nice, like, you know, socially spread out, like, safe group of, like, 30 people almost. Um, You know, what are you, like, what are your ambitions long term? Like, I I can see you having a whole field big of people working out, like, hundreds of people. Like, is that a thrill for you? you I, I, I love it. I love to be... I definitely love to be in front of people because I love, I want to be able to touch everybody. You know, I want to leave, obviously everybody wants to leave their mark. You know what I mean? So being able to get out and speak or get out and teach and get out and just do something that you love for so long and other people love it too, you know, it means something. So that's why I always say whether one or 100, I'm going to be there for each and every one of my members, whether it's just one or a hundred, like it doesn't matter. The numbers of people don't really matter. It's just what we're doing and how we are communing and how we are connecting and how we're, you know, accepting of one each one another. You know, I think all these elements are a part of Beat the Gym and are a part of my, you know, system. Um, being in the sports world with Tony Thomas Sports, I've always had the camaraderie. I mean, I would have guys that played on different teams, but they had their own like little thing during our, when we were training because they might have been friends or played high school together or played in different... So it always was a family with anything that Tony Thomas Sports does. So Beat the Gym's um, camaraderie vibe, I think that's where that comes from, where you have people who are in it for the same thing, a better lifestyle, more activity, um, higher quality of life, but at the same time, others are doing it and other people are actually pushing each other, you know? We're actually motivating each other. We're motivating people. It's not a day that goes by where I don't see somebody come by and it's just like, wow, this is amazing. How can I be a part of this? Not just that, how can I be a part of this, you know? So there's like that whole feel, that community feel that, you know, it's a it's 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 one of my thumbprints, you know, it's one of the things that I love being a connector of people and I really enjoy seeing a group of people enjoy something that's making their life better but at the same time it's coming from you know my tutelage it actually really feels really good you know hashtag fit fan mm-hmm. let's get it well, so, man, let's get it yeah you say let's, let's get, get it. it a lot is that your have you have you yeah. t- trademarked that let's get it. it's funny no it's funny <laughs> you said that um i published it a few times um there's a couple of different ways where you can kind of like have something as your tagline um and a is publishing it putting it on something where and you know press picks it up so yeah let's get it it's kind of like <laughs> my thing um and it's it, it's such a simple three word phrase but it it means a lot man let's get it you know it's like get out get it get it done you know it's it's it means like continuity you know consistency um it brings the team element to just do yeah, it yeah yeah facts facts because it's let's and yeah. i love that so yeah. In your workout, so I, so I'll just I'll just share that. So for your beat the gym workouts, 
they don't completely replace my gym. They don't beat my gym completely because I, I still like to go and do the weights yeah, and, and get the, like muscle, the like muscle mass. <laughs> I, I like the iron. So. Yeah, no, and then, man. but I'll say you, your workout, I need you, man. Like I need, like for my core, like I need someone to push me to like develop my core. So I actually, I'm kind of like a freak that has like my mornings open to like work out. So I actually go to like hot yoga, like Wednesday morning. And then, you know, for a while, I was like, the last thing I want to do is like go to a Tony Thomas workout after like hot yoga. I'm all like zen and tired and everything. But then I'm like, you know what? This is like my time in my week where I can do this, yeah, where I can yeah, do with Tony. Yeah, yeah. So I started having a protein shake like after the hot yoga sesh, like getting my electrolytes, my water. And now I'm like, yes, let's get it. Like I, I'm like, now I'm like, it's funny that I hit your workout after hot yoga isn't that yeah, crazy yeah that's crazy it's like, one of, it's like this weird combination yeah it's a good combination though i like it you know what it's funny because my workouts have a lot of elements of yoga in it yeah. so i think that there it's a crossover it's like you did the warm-up and then you went to the higher because the because yoga is strength training the way your body is positioned it's strength training it just requires you to put a little bit more leverage into it to make sure that you get the resistance or allow the biomechanics to be at a mechanical disadvantage. So you can actually get a really good strength and conditioning workout doing yoga moves. So a lot of a lot of the moves that I do um, are definitely influenced from yoga and animal movements. Um, and then a lot of it is also animal movements. Animal movements, man. <laughs> like which one? Yeah, um, shoot gorilla crawls and yeah, crab reaches and. All that man, yeah. I like to I like to blend it in because when we were shoot, when we were like, you know, prehistoric vibes, we had strong a strong base from the movement of using your whole body, you know. So those elements I think, you know, allow you to just build your core and your overall strength, you know, three, four times, you know, because you're moving like an animal. You know, we all got an animal inside of us, man, so um, when we're working and then we're doing our movements, animal-like movements, you're recruiting so much different mus muscle fibers. So I like to blend that in there. I also like sports. So a lot of a lot of the moves come from sports. You know, playing playing basketball and football and track, the drilling that we do. Um, yeah, I got into tennis late. Um, I was asking, would you would you want to play tennis with me? I would love to, man. I'm like I love that game because a it's it's always new to me because. Even though I played it a little bit when I was young, a little bit in college, a little bit, you know, now it's always new to me because I can still learn and I'm like just not great, you know what I mean? So it's fun to get out there and just learn new things that make me better. And I just got my butt whipped like a week ago. And I'm like, look, I got to uh, get better at this, this, and this to beat this guy. You know what I mean? I can, I can help you. I mean, yeah, I, I almost invited you yesterday, but I was like, it's a little too adversarial for before a podcast, you know? I like to, <laughs> those kinds of things I like to do afterward, you know? Right. It's always kind of like, I kind of like hold out and then it's like, boom, interview. Let's like, let's get to know each other. And then we hang out like friends. Right, 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 right. But like, tennis is, uh, it's a little bit adversarial. But I basically, I, I think I saw, is there a, a space in your schedule where you could, like 1030 Flamingo Park on yeah. Saturday? Before your yeah. noon class or whatever. Yeah, it something might be like possible. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's windows, and that's a cool thing. So you know, we'll figure that one active out. Active lifestyle in the windows. It's always fun. Yeah. You're always mixing it up. I, I, that's what I like about your classes. It's just never the same. Uh, and then you're just constantly eyes open, like, you know, what's a new thing I can incorporate? How much, like, time goes into planning, like, those those hour-long workouts that you do? Um, Really, it's like you develop it 
um, once you have your, your programming, you're just pretty much filling and syncing like the exercises in. So I already have my stuff. It's already systemized through my app, Beat the Jam, and through my Tony Thomas Sports um, Planner. So it's pretty much, oh, we did this one week, we did this this week, this week, oh, we're missing this, this, and this. And I just fill and sync. The exercises go in, and it's all programmed out. Um, so it has a sequence. So you're like, you're hitting every, like every different, you know, muscle group. You're, you're like, you're, you have a journal or something? Like, yeah, you're so like, that's, you're aware yeah, that's, of like what yeah, you did yeah, last time. So that's why every, every week you can always see what you did the previous week. So like we might've been dominant more in the athletic conditioning, but less than dynamic strength, or we might've been doing a, a lot of functional, all right, but we need to do more plyometric. So like. I always watch the different categories and I, you know, try to fill in sync where, oh, we missed this one this week because I already have a database of well over 250 different exercises. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a yeah. lot of time scouting in the safari looking at a animal of, movements. A lot of, yeah, yeah, right. A lot of, <laughs> lot of videos, man. I've been, been in the game for a while, so you start to just break it down and you start, yeah, it's studying. You're studying, um, you're studying your craft. Yeah. And when you study your craft, you... You come when you when it comes to programming, you become like you're like a zoned in genius when it comes to programming. Yeah. You know, like it's like your it's like your bread and butter. It's like improv. You have so many possibilities that you just feel for what's right. You know, because mm. you you have those available yeah. to you. Like cooking, like, like cooking. Sure, I <laughs> yeah, mean, you're just putting it all together. You know what I mean? Like you're putting all your spices in there, and it's just like okay, when it comes up, when it becomes like a symphony. A flavor. Is that what the chili is a symphony now? It's a symphony I, I, of I never heard of the compliment of that. Yeah, one. <laughs> that's what it is. You was moving. You was putting it all. You in. saw me. You you actually came early today <laughs> to the chili. So you saw Yo. me like am I, like I'm hustling, man. Yeah, like, you was like, over there. I was like, what do you got going on over there? You were throwing it all in the mix. I'm dancing, literally. Yeah, like, you was moving. Had the salsa music on. Too. Yeah, had the salsa. <laughs> had the... <laughs> that's funny, man. I mean, I mean, that's that's what I love to do. Host that's people. Awesome, um, but yeah, that's I mean. Awesome. Like, so what's your ambitions now, long-term? So you got Beat the Gin app, you got, you know, you seems like you've you've accomplished, you're, you're having, you're making a difference in your hometown. Um, I know the app is something that could eventually scale more to other cities. What's your, what's your ambitions long-term? Man, you know, I'm, so I, I always look at it like this, like, you know, I live one moment at a time, so it's hard for me to really just like put out something so far out. But because I live one moment at a time, it's just like, yo, just keep delivering high quality, you know? If I keep delivering, you know, the best quality work, then everything will work itself out. So my partner, he's in charge of like doing that, like the growth of different avenues. So I let him kind of like bounce ideas off my brain, but like when I don't want to get in his way, so I let him, you know, handle that. And we that's how we, we rock, you know, with, with Beat the Gym. We just have that, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Run with it, you know? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Run with that, you know? Like, whatever you feel, I know you're going to do your best at it so we don't ever butt heads. And then, like, if it's something where I'm just like, nah, that ain't going to work, I'll say it. But I'll leave him the, if he wants to use his creative side. So I'm a creator. I love to see people's creative side. So that's why it's very important for me to have that type of, partnership and, and loyalty um, to what I'm trying to do. So as far as looking out in the future, I kind of like say, let, let the chips fall where they may. Just keep giving high, high, high quality, you know, right. keep giving high quality. Well, let me tell you this. 
I I will dream for you because I think more of Miami needs to get cut. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, Miami's unfortunately half the year is so hot it's hard to work out outside and. You know, there's a very uh, sedentary culture of sitting a lot and driving and not walking as much, right? Um, so Miami, like, needs you, Tony. And I think your classes could be even bigger. And I think, obviously, the whole idea of the app was that it would involve lots of trainers, not just you, right? You right. kind of, like, clone yourself. Right. Because you have this methodology that works great. You're only one man, so you got to, like, clone yourself. And I think that's part of your plans. Um and actually, if you want, I mean, we can talk about it. Like, I, I, I see what you're doing, and I say Miami needs you, and we need even have, a, especially once COVID's over, like a bigger impact. We like, for example, like, there's no reason. Imagine like a world where like people, everyone's like healthy in shape, like has a six pack. You think that's a, a, a possible world? I mean, I don't know if that's a possible world. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool, but I don't know if that's possible. But I do feel like we can improve a lot of people's lives. While we while we're here, while we're rocking, we can change a lot of people's lives, um, and that's why I told you before. Like I lean on that to the fullest. Like how many lives can you touch? And that's why I love being in front of people. And um, I have an academy and things like you know continuing education. So I understand how things like this can grow organically. Um, that's why I put out a lot of educational stuff so people can see and understand kind of like what body weight exercises are you know what I mean so I put that out there so people can try it you know they don't feel shy to try it you know I think that's very important because you don't need the weights you don't need anything just your body so if you're comfortable with your body you know they'll look at some of my posts and kind of imitate the moves when they see me they walk up to me and start doing that like as almost like a high like you you know what I mean because they're they know they recognize me from that so that means that I at some point, that person started raising their arms like me. They started dropping down low and doing squats like me. They started doing these small little things that might have got them back into the gym yeah. or got them doing some more activity. So I love it. I love it. I mean, let's just say I just want to like shout out that this is basically a $30 a month unlimited workouts with Tony in both in like Brickell area, downtown Miami and all over South Beach. And it's like you know why why the hell not like it's like a lot of people need that extra motive it's rare to kind of it's, it's one thing to join a gym a yoga studio whatever but i think that element of of intensity and and coaching and pushing yourself once a week to like work on your core i think more people just need to like kind of like slot that into their week and because and, people are pretty active around here but it, there's one thing to like hit muscle beach hit the gym and there's another thing to like work with a group on strengthening your core. It's like yeah, it's, it's a whole yeah. different thing. And I think a lot more people can work that into their schedule. Thirty dollars a month. I mean, I see the field that we we moved to this week in Flamingo Park. There's room for you to have like you know you, I saw you were sponsored or, or Samson whatever the speaker company or whatever. So like there's room for you to have like you know a, a mic and, and literally a whole field yeah, of like hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see that vision actually like of, of you. Like a Miami Beach or Miami Brickle, like people just like what you're doing, I can see it like times 10 because I think that's how badly people need you in terms of that motivation. And that's also like it, at the end of the day, you're, using, you're leveraging outdoor space and that's what enables you to make it $30 a month. Uh, and that at that price point, it's like, why not? You know, people, people you know, waste that money in a heartbeat and on, on, a, on a night out or, or whatever. So... I think I think it's going to be big, and you know when it comes to you know more people in Miami, 
getting fit. Um, yes, that's, that's, it's already a very, you know, kind of like active lifestyle place. Uh -huh. Um, but you know, when it, when it comes to there's exercise, but there's also fuel. So I was kind of curious about, you know, what is your diet exactly? Like how, how would, I saw you eat a lot of beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. you, what I was you, doing the Jack Links. Yeah. That was a nice little spouse. What's your diet like though? Like my diet, it definitely is on my app. I'm very like, I can't, I can't manage my own diet. Like I have to have things reminding me about like what to eat because I need reminders because I know my body and my mind will go after food that are just going to fill me up. So I have to put the reminders in my, my app and it sends it to me. Here are some suggestions that you can eat. Is that free? Anyone can use that or is that um, a paid feature? It's, no, it's a paid feature. Um, it's 15 a month. Um, and it just pretty much allows, it just runs not only your active lifestyle, it can balance off to your, after your active lifestyle. So basically, if you're very um, active, it'll break down a report for you. If you're sedentary, it'll break down a report. But you have to put in like all your baseline measurements. So your height, your weight, your, your, you know, your body fat, your BMI. Um, so it breaks down all the analytics. And then it just locks into a diet program that's actually um, customized for you. And then, and then it sends reminders every day. So I had to do my own first before I could launch anything. It's like, let me do myself first. And I did it and I ended up liking the, liking the features of the app and the, and the developer was like, yeah, I can, I can do this for you. And it could be something that you can help your clients with. And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Let's cut straight to the chase, man. What's your favorite card for like energy? Oh, for energy. Mm, favorite card for carb for energy. Pasta. Pasta. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. That's like marathoners know about that one. Uh, all right. Your favorite protein for rebuilding. Steak. steak. Steak and pasta. Hey, you if you work out enough, you can eat steak and pasta every day, right? I mean, it's, at some point you need it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah I think about like what Michael Phelps used to eat when, you know, his oh. crazy workouts. How many calories do you think you burn a day like at your peak? And me? A day, uh, sheesh, probably 5,000 maybe. No, dude, way more, You think more? Yeah, dude. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess each workout that you act, each hour of workout, you're probably burning at least like a, like a thousand, you know? I guess that's true that it depends how many workouts you're doing every day. Yeah. Um, and my metabolism plays a role too. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. Well, you could just, can't you just like count how much you're eating? Like, <laughs> that's like the well, easy way to do it. I mean, I would like to do, I would probably set it up and do like a whole real like analytic day. Where they, you nerd, where you, you would. You, yeah, <laughs> the sleeping, you know, you know, and everything. Just do the whole, because I would love to get the stats on like what that is exactly, like okay. the exact number. So you like steak pot. What's some of your favorite spots in, in Miami to eat? Like I like getting shout outs for like restaurants and stuff. Mm. Favorite spots? Hmm. I like to just be laid back and chilled. So um, one of my favorite spots to kind of just kick it at, not necessarily just the cu cuisine, is uh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland? Yeah. Name of the festival. There's a restaurant here called yeah, Tomorrowland. Yeah, Tomorrowland. It's right over there by um, Ed in Edgewater 
right near Overtown Edgewater. Okay, and they serve like your steak pasta. Thing? Yeah, well, no, they have they have like different kind of food. They had a food truck there actually. Um, this looks like American Fun food, but it's it's just a cool atmosphere. It has like this outdoor vibe, but you you're watching the TVs inside. When I go to catch games and stuff, I like to go there and just chill and just be in my own little zone. You know. Okay. So also, I I guess you mentioned games. What's your what's your team like? What's your NFL team? NFL team. Hmm. It it's the Jets by by heart. You know. The Jets. From Livia, are, growing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Jets are my team, but for the Super Bowl, I would say. Hmm. I'm going with Tampa. You're going with Tampa? Okay. Yeah, yeah my dad, we, we I grew up uh, in Mass, and obviously I kind of moved there right when the Pats started winning. So. But my dad's a huge Tom Brady fan. Like, oh, literally nice. worships the greatest players. And the yeah. only. He, he has all the tools to... Um, tools. You think you ever trained Tom Brady? I mean, he's not, he's not local, but... Um, It'd I, be cool to work with him later, actually now. I think that... To elongate his career, there's a lot of things that I would I oh, can show. Interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because you know he looks good for his age. He's obviously doing the right thing. So, adding a few more elements for preservation. Interesting. All right, maybe cool. you could shoot him like a thoughtful email. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Get AB or or, or Greg Yeah, get one of your connects. I mean, they're, they're on time. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of that, bro. Uh, so who's someone? Miami area or someone who loves Miami who's someone that uh, you'd love to hear interviewed on local voices now that you got the experience kind of hear their life story a little bit and, and get to know more about them is, is who, who would you love to see on local voices hmm local voices that's a tough one in Miami I mean Dwayne Wade can you can you hit up Dwayne Wade for me <laughs> Dwayne Wade would be awesome actually he would be that's actually a really good that'd be a good one He's been referred by some previous guests as well. Yeah, They're like, yo, I wish Dwayne Wade would come on. Yeah, he'd be awesome. I love him. Um, hmm. Yeah, a lot of choices, Tony. A lot of choices. I'll I'll let you... I, remember, I'm a, I'm a community <laughs> guy, so I, you know, I work with a lot of people, so they have their community, so it's, you know, they have their little businesses too. I'm trying to think of who I would, who I would choose though. Hmm. You can give me, good, give me a whole list. A good, you can just give me a Rolodex. That's a good, that's a good question. No, <laughs> I can't even think of one, Just hand man. me your phone. We'll figure right. it out. We'll, we'll set up a yeah, time. I don't, we'll don't want to make anybody else we'll, feel feel bad. We'll I have think. a dinner. We'll, we'll, have some, yeah. we'll have a drink, and we'll, uh, we'll, and we'll, we'll schedule out some, some guests. Because you're definitely well-connected. Um, but it's about you know, finding out stuff that we didn't know about people that, that is a great story. Um, shining light on great stories. Speaking of that, uh, what is something people don't know about you? Because, like, what is something that's really random that people don't know about hmm. you? They usually don't know that I'm, I have a law degree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In addition to all the sports mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. They usually don't know that. Um, I feel like it doesn't need to be heard either. I don't really speak on it much. But they, when they see, if I, you know, I send a letterhead or... Or my my emails when it goes back, they always wonder like, what does that mean? What is that? You know, what is that extra symbol? And I'm just like, oh. And then, then when they talk for real, talk about it, and then we get to talking about it. It's kind of like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, so it's always a surprise. 
You know what I mean? No, yeah, you're like the last thing people would expect to be a lawyer yeah. is like fitness and guru. I'm not, and I'm like, and I'm the, I'm, I mean, I love to negotiate. That's my thing, you know, contract negotiations. That's was my, that's my area. But um, yeah, it's nothing like helping like a player or somebody like develop their business and get deals and lock lock in deals and negotiate and help them, you know, take what they already have going on and make it just better. I think there's, that's therapeutic for me too as well. So I'm always about, you know, especially people in my circle, like helping and trying to find ways to, you know, get them a better deal, you know, with whatever they got going on. Yeah. No, you're so, like the, the dream trainer who also can like, kind of like, Moonlight as your 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 agent. I mean, yeah. You can even help them with their deals. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I, and a lot of times, even before I before I got my degree and everything like that, I was doing that. I was doing it more as consulting, kind of like just talking. So that kind of made me want to get more involved. Yeah, work in out my, your wealth. That's like one of your things, right? I guess mm-hmm. the program that you, you just yeah. you mentor people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was one of those ideas where it turned into something from a thought. Like, I was just like, you know, we work out a lot of things. Why not Why not our wealth? What does you that know? mean? Like, just guiding people into the right yeah. investments? Yeah, just guiding and training your mind to understand what your wealth is, what your identity is, what your likeliness is, how you can make your likeliness work for you. You know, a lot of it was with the athletes, you know, they... Even to this day, sometimes they don't know how valuable their likeliness is. And so um, just getting involved and finding ways to get my guys better opportunities using their likeliness, um, it became really fun for me. So that's when I went back. you're pretty much a life coach in a way when you do that, right? Like getting people to invest in themselves and and ask themselves what they want Mm -hmm. out of life. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you get it. You get it. For me, it, I wouldn't put life coaching on it just because I'm not, you know, I'm sure they have their certification rules and everything like that. And I don't want to ever say disrespect anybody's certification. But, um, you know, consulting, it doesn't take, you know, a lot of energy, you know, and if it and it helps people like to the next level. I was like, man, I just was talking to you. It's kind of like a podcast but without the microphones, because it's confidential. It's like, yo, what are your ideas? What are your aspirations? What do you want to do beyond the game? What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Okay, there's a way of going about doing it. There's, you know, there's this lane, you know, there's this style, this is this company that you can team up with and they can help you get there faster, you know what I mean? And you can probably get a good deal going in off your likeliness, you know what I mean? You want it to be your brand. Well, you can step to this group of people and they want to, they'll sit down and have a meeting with you if we can find a way to collaborate and do something in cohesion with their company so you're not coming out of pocket, you know? So it was like just working on like building that infrastructure with all of my friends and teammates and even the young ones coming up. Like I always let them know too. Like you're in the digital age now, you know? You have, once you start get, getting into the thousand, Two thousand, three thousand. You're, you're, you're now your own image. You're your own public figure. Like you have to start treating your, your platform like that. You can't start. You can't. If you want to be at a high level, you can't put 
low level stuff down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we always try to make sure that everybody in our circle knows about generational wealth, knows about um, doing the right things to protect their credit, um, uh, just things that they need to know because um, it's it's a it's a cutthroat industry, and they, and they'll take it from you fast. So you got to have your stuff in order. Damn, mm-hmm. damn, Joe, you are quite the man, dude. I'm thanks thanks so much for coming. Oh dude. man, it's like, my pleasure. It's like, it's uh, this is the kind of stuff a lot of people go to your workouts and they don't even know your story. So I'm hoping so we get some some of the some of the uh, beat the gym crew to to listen to the podcast and um, you know share their feedback. I mean, I mean to be honest, like it's it's uh, thank you, man. Thank you for being you. And obviously, you don't even need to even have great ambitions because you're already changing the world every day doing what you're doing. Um, so I can't wait to see you next Wednesday, Flamingo Park on the field and now that i know so much more about you i'm just gonna enjoy it even more uh what's your favorite ab workout ab, oh ab pose. the two inch pulsers the two inch pulsers <laughs> yeah the pulsers when you lay straight out legs off the ground six inches go up two inches go up and down up and down up, 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 up. yeah okay. you just keep going up and down those are my favorite yeah i need yeah those, those tighten up the lower abs like crazy uh, if i want to do a shoot or a photo shoot you bang that out first and when you take the picture, your abs will look tight. Yeah. Let's get all. Let's get all of Miami that uh, six or eight pack. High five, bro. Bless We're doing you, these high fives. Again. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. That's awesome, brother. Thank you, brother. Um, I appreciate you. And let's get, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>